In today's show, we're looking back at the top 20 players in fantasy basketball over the last two weeks of game action. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, we're looking back at the last two weeks of game action to look at the top 20 players per game in category leagues and in points leagues. So let's talk about that right now. And then uh, let's start with category leagues. Number one, Big Chungus. Oops, wrong button. Just a consistent theme from Jokic, who's been the number one player all season over nearly every split you can imagine, averaging 26, 11, and 8.5. Almost two steals, uh, usage way up, uh, unbelievable efficiency, 64% true shooting, 93 from the line, 56 from the field, hitting 48% from three. These are uh, concerns that we always had with Jokic, is that you know the defensive stats, where are they? The usage, is it high enough? The three-point shooting percentage, where's that at? And all of a sudden, every, though, every one of those numbers is just up and up consistently this year. He's been amazing. I don't really need to say, say too much more there. And the guy who's been number two all year is Joel Embiid, and he's number two here again. 32 points, 14 rebounds, two blocks, 87 from the line on 12 attempts, and that's really his biggest category. It is his best fantasy category, marginally ahead of his 32 points over these last two weeks, but really big numbers for Embiid. I see so many people wanting to trade away Embiid, um, and I know that it's fear and if past fear of injuries, but just remember, if you are dealing him away, you are giving away a top two or top three player. That is how good he is. So just you know, getting back to top 30 guys, and I know a top two player who's injured provides no value, but if he doesn't get if he doesn't get injured then you lose a ton. And I think that's that's the risk with those moves. Is that any move that you make, you're trading him and you're getting back you know, Gordon Haywood and Pascal Siakam or some bullshit like that. It's just a made-up trade, obviously. And while that's great, if Embiid gets hurt, then those two are obviously significantly better. But if he doesn't, then you lose an absolute shit ton. And that is the risk associated with that for sure. At number three. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh. Giannis is the 15th ranked player this season. That's not great. He was a guy that was probably a top three pick in, in a lot of leagues, you know, top two in points leagues, no, no worries about that. But he's really starting to turn it on now. And why has he been able to leap this high? Well, 76% from the line. That is, that's really the main reason. And that's why you know, I did say, even though that when you do look at the overall projections from Giannis at the beginning of the season, he was like 10th or 12th or something like that. It's because of his free throw percentage. But if you punt free throws, he's a top three guy. And that's we're seeing now, as his free throw percentage improves, he's a top three player. 32, 12, and 6, 1.8 blocks, 1.1 steals. Good numbers from Yanni. At number four, the headmaster, Jamal Murray. 
Really strong run from Murray, 37 minutes, 29 points. It is unsustainable because he's shooting 51% from three, 64% from two, playing 37 minutes. There's a few things there that are going to drop off. He's the 39th ranked player this year. I think that 35 to 45 range is probably realistic. And I know you can say that, yeah, Murray shot this well in the bubble. That's all well and good. That was, what, 15 games? This is eight games. That's that's fine. It can happen short term, but it can't extrapolate over 40 games. Like he's not going to be a 50% three-point shooter and a 65% two-point shooter over 40 more games. So that's just not going to happen. Number five, Jimmy Harden. Number three ranked player this year, averaging 28, 10, and 10, so triple-double over the last two weeks. 48 from the field, only 76 from the line. I guess that's why his ranking is a little bit down these last two weeks and only 1.4 steals when we know that he can be a two steals per game guy. He's really found his footing in Brooklyn, putting up some uh, some really strong numbers, obviously. Number six, Kevin Porter Jr. One game, 13, 5, and 10, three steals and a block. Now, I've said a lot of things about Kevin Porter Jr., right? I was pretty high on him last season. Like, look, at the end of the year, like he was a guy that I was yeah, must-add, must-add for months and months and months before he got hurt, right? Or maybe not months and months and months, maybe a month or so, regardless. Um, I think people misconstrue a lot of what I say about Porter. There are a lot of things falling in his favor for the Rockets now. John Wall has hurt his knee again. Yeah, it's not severe, apparently, but who knows? Daniel House, we don't know how long he's going to be out. Now Eric Gordon's out six weeks with a groin injury. PJ Tucker's not playing for the team anymore. There's a whole bunch of stuff that is working in his favor, which when you you try to assess where Porter lies early on, you go, well, there's Oladipo, there's Wall, there's Gordon. And when he joined the Rockets, they hadn't lost 14 straight. They were going okay. They were on that little post-James Harden trade bump, and they were playing all right. But everything is opening up for him now. There's, there's no doubt about that. And I think that he he's obviously a clear must-roster player. Like there's, there's no doubt about that. But I also said some things yesterday where I said, look, the amount of hype about this guy, go look at the Fantasy Basketball subreddit. Look at the amount of posts that get made there. Go and look at his comments on the Yahoo Fantasy Basketball page. Go and look at his comments on the Basketball Monster page. Go look at the tweets about him. Go look at the comments. Go look at the YouTube chat about Kevin Porter. He is the name that everybody is talking about. And so you, what you do is that there are people who will say wild things about this guy. He'll average 26-6 and six for the rest of the year. Will he? Maybe he will, but that is ridiculously good numbers. Someone yesterday said he'll easily average eight to 10 assists per game. Like, that's crazy. It's crazy talk. There's a 2% chance he averages eight assists per game. There are 10 blokes in the NBA who average eight assists per game. He's one of them, and he's played one game. That one game, of course, without Christian Wood and John Wall. Um, so, the, and what, so what I tried to say about Kevin Porter, which again is misconstrued, is that yeah, I think he's a sell high. How can you sell him high after one game? You can't do that. It's crazy. What are you talking about? The, the idea is that people are there is a lot of people overhyping this guy. Selling high is not trading him for Andrew Wiggins. I'd never make that trade. Selling high is not trading him for, let's find a spud who's you know, for Kevin Herter, for um, Al Horford. That's not selling him high. It's trying to find someone who has irrational belief in Kevin Porter seeing if you can, based on the hype that is everywhere, find the bloke who thinks he'll easily average eight to 10 assists per game or the guy that thinks he'll beat James Harden and put up those numbers, find that guy and see if you can do the trade. And if you can't, you just hold him. Uh, this is Being a player who's a must-hold, must-add player and being a sell-high player are not mutually exclusive things. They are things that exist together. You add him, 
If you get the deal, you do it. If you don't, you don't. And Josh, most competitive leagues won't trade him for a top 30 player. That's all well and good. That that is that is most likely true, and it would be ridiculous to do that. But that's not to say that people aren't ridiculous and shit trades don't go down all the time. And that that immediate hype where it's based on that everyone knows that all those players were at, do they? But sometimes they just ignore it. Oh, but Oladipo is definitely getting traded, and Gordon won't play there, and Tucker's gone, and House is shit, and Wall's going to get dealt. People have these wild ideas, and I only say these things because I hear it. You might not believe it. I might not believe it. All your league might not believe it. And that's fine. That's that's makes sense. But somebody does. Some people do. And that's where you try and exploit it. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, oh well. Oh well. Hold on. Enjoy it. See where he goes. This is a great game from Kevin Porter. And he's gonna have another big opportunity on Friday with you know Wall, Oladipo, Gordon, House, Tucker, maybe Nuaba, everybody out. He's gonna put up some big numbers again, most likely. But again, just just hold on a little bit. Nikola Vucevic. It's Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. 29 and 12 for Vuce. Uh, he is the seventh ranked player. Three triples, four and a half assists. He is just rolling at an absolutely elite rate at the moment. It is going to drop off a little bit when Ivan Fournier, Cole Anthony, Aaron Gordon all are back in business because Vuce is playing a lot of minutes. He's got a lot of usage. He's even got his assists up. I don't believe that he will be traded. If he does, obviously that hurts quite a bit. But he is putting up some interesting numbers at the moment. Number eight, Brattles Beal, 32.6 boards, five assists. Not shooting particularly well. 29% from three would be the opposite of particularly well. So he's putting up some really, really strong numbers there. He's the eighth overall ranked player this year. Some good numbers there. Well, Jim Butler, 26, 7, and 9. 2.2 steals. Really, really strong numbers from Butler since he returned from his ankle slash COVID problem. Um, I don't think that he's this guy as we move forward as a as a top 10 player. But now, as I say that, I'm looking at my projections for him. They're really bloody high. So maybe we do value him as a, as a second round, maybe late first round player. Then number 10 is Damian Lillard. 34 and 9, 5 triples, 43 and 94. Maybe there's somewhat of a dip coming when CJ and Yusuf Nurkic do return. But you know, there's not much that we can really action there with Damian Lillard. At number 11, Lowry Market, and he's played one game. He was 7 of 7 from 3. He hit 73% overall. He had 23 points with 0 assists and 0 steals. Look, this is great. Great one game, but it's not, obviously, he's not going to be this level of shooter. He doesn't have that level of hype. He's a 60 to 85 sort of player who is shooting at significantly higher than career average numbers at the moment. Number 12, Steph Curry, 26, 5, and 7, two steals. The numbers, the shooting numbers are a bit off, 32% from three. And that can obviously improve there from Steph. I think he's, well, not I think, I know he's the sixth ranked player so far this season, so he can jump up higher. Number 13, we're looking at the big fella. LeBron James. 26, 7, and 7, 1.8 steals. Uh, and just, just a quick reference. If, for those of you who think Kevin Porter can average 8 to 10 assists per game, LeBron averages uh, under that. So there you go. Five, uh, 52% from the field. Uh, 62 from the line is really hurting LeBron. He is the 19th ranked player this season. Nice little run here without Anthony Davis, but you know, he's not a guy that I'd be looking at as a, as a top 10 guy. And then number 14, the skater boy, Zach Levine. 
like you know Lillard and like Beal and like you know, Harden and, and Embiid and Jokic, he's just sort of in the same spot he's been most of the time, 28, 4, and 5. Now, he has had somewhat of a drop-off um, after All-Star announcement, but the, these numbers are still pretty good. Or actually, they're really good. 53 from the field, 91 from the line, 28 points, 5 assists. Good numbers over his last eight. Number 15, Kyrie Irving, 28, 5, and 6.5. And Again, just really this, this, the right area for Kyrie in that 10 to 15 sort of range. Maybe it drops off a little bit when Kevin Durant returns, but you know, really strong numbers again from Kyrie Irving. Number 16, Storm and Norman Powell. It's been an excellent run. 26 minutes, four threes. Unbelievable 69% true shooting. Giggity. Um, usage through the roof, 27%, 35 minutes a game. No Siakam, no Van Vliet, no Ananobi. I think Powell is every chance to continue starting, and it's like 90% chance that he will. I just don't think he maintains this level of usage when all those guys return, and there's possibly going to be some sort of dip. But to be honest, his shooting is so good at the moment that maybe he doesn't have a dip in his shooting. Number 17, Timothy John McConnell. I guess this helps that he had that triple-double with steals. He's averaging 11-5 and 7.5 with three steals over his last six games. I think that he is going to drop pretty significantly as the season goes on. We've got Karis LeVert returning today. Um, that's going to take some of the ball handling away from... Um, from Levert, you're going to have Aaron. Uh, sorry, from McConnell, you're going to have Aaron Holiday booted out of the rotation, and Edmund Sumner probably. Um, but it's about trying to find those Lamb and Holiday and McConnell minutes, and where they all sit, and those opportunities to handle the ball. Because I think they'd like to see Levert run some second units too, and him distribute somewhat there too, which will have an impact on TJ. At number eighteen, it is the fun guy, Kawhi Leonard. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just. 27, 8, and 4, 51, 87. Like, that's just Kawhi-type numbers, although he is the 10th-ranked player this year, so a little bit of a dip there. 19th is Kyle Lowry, and like Norman Powell, he's benefiting from an increased usage with all those players out, averaging 19, 6, and 11, and a really big assist bump with Fred Van Vliet out. That's helping Lowry. So he's somewhat of a sell-high there as well. Um, but don't underestimate Lowry. He's the 33rd-ranked player this season, and he's in that 30 to 45-type range. And then lastly, number 20, Trey Young, 27, 5, and 10 from Trey, 84 from the line, good attempt numbers, yeah, really solid numbers. Now, we thought Trey could be a top 10 player like he was last year. That has not been the case. I still think there's a chance he could push into that area, but at the moment, this is where he is. The last four out of the top 20, 21 is Carl Anthony Towns, 22 is PJ Washington Jr., 23 is Jarrett Allen, and 24 is Clint Capella. Let's move on, talk points leagues. Over the last two weeks, at number one, Yanni Antetokounmpo, 61 fantasy points. That's way above his 56 for the season, as we talked about already. He's rolling. And then at number three, it's Joel Embiid. Sorry, number two, it's Joel Embiid. And number three, it's Big Chungus and Nikola Jokic, who are both performing at a really high level. Now, Jokic is actually underperforming his season numbers by 0.01 fantasy points per game, but that's fine. And uh, Embiid's like seven points up. Um, yeah, they're putting up strong numbers, but this is sort of where they lie. Jokic is one this season. Antetokounmpo is two. Embiid is three. At number four, over the last two weeks of action, Jim Harden averaging 57 fantasy points. That likely comes down when Kevin Durant returns. And then at number five, it is Nikola Vucevic, 53 fantasy points, up from his season average of 47. So it gives you some sort of an idea of yeah, whether these guys are outperforming expectations. At number six, a guy that we didn't see in the category list, Russ Westbrook, averaging 52.5 fantasy points. That's up from 46. He's playing at a higher level. He's cutting some of the threes out of his diet. 
His field goal percentage is higher. Uh, his steal numbers have risen back up as well. There's some really good stuff, but we know he's just a big volume guy, averaging 23, 10, and 10 with two steals on 31 usage, and that's you know, contributing to some big fantasy numbers. Number seven is Jim Butler, averaging 26, uh, 7, and 9, like we talked about. Jimmy uh, Jimmy at 7, LeBronny at 8. LeBron's averaging 26, 7, and 7, as we talked about. Beal at 9, and Lillard at 10. So that sort of mirrors their category league rankings. At number 11, Kyrie Irving. He's at 47 fantasy points. Again, that probably does come down when Durant eventually returns, whenever that is. Number 12 is Trey Young, who's also a little bit over his head at 47 fantasy points. Steph's at 13, averaging 46, and then Luka Doncic. Now, Doncic, you'll notice, was absent from the top 20 fantasy category players. Um, Doncic is a guy that yeah, people were very, very high on heading into the season, and they they were, mistakenly, taking him at number one in fantasy drafts. Uh, it was something I would you know, railed against pretty hard. He's 66th over the last two weeks in category leagues, and he's 14th over the course of the season. In points leagues, it's a different story. He's still a little bit down, 47 average uh, compared to 53 for the season, and he's fine to be a 53-type guy, which is top five in points leagues, but a little bit of a down run here from Doncic. Number 15 is DeMar DeRozan, who, without a bunch of Spurs players, really stepped his game up. Not that he hasn't been great all year, but he went from 39 to 45 fantasy points, so probably some level of come down coming for uh, DeMar DeRozan. Giggity! Uh, number 16 is De'Aaron Fox, better points league guy than category league guy because you don't care about the free throw percentage. You don't care about the lack of three so much. He's averaging 25, 3, and 10 with 1.3 steals on 30% usage. Number 17, we've got the double royal, Julius Randle. He's just bang on, 44.34 points over the last two weeks, 44.1 over the season, just doing what he does. There'll be some ups and downs in terms of shooting numbers, but he's just yeah, really, really solid. Go, 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 go. Who's next? Donovan Mitchell's next. He's gone. He's good. Um, really strong run here from Mitchell, 44 fantasy points, averaging 26.5 with six assists. And some of that has been boosted by some injuries, but also just some really high level of play from Mitchell. He probably does drop down somewhat. He's averaging 39 this season. So it's, it is a decent enough drop to him, pushing him into that 25 to 35 sort of range. 19 is the headmaster, Jamal Murray. We talked already about how he is on an absolute roll thanks to some ridiculous shooting percentages. And then at number 20 is Zion Williamson, who's at 43 and almost 44 fantasy points, which is up on his season average. But I think he can be a 44 to 45 point player. His free throws have regressed. It doesn't have that much of an impact in points leagues, but they have fallen back off. We just need him to keep bringing some defensive numbers and keep those assists up there. The last four players out of points leagues, number 21, Oh, I forgot to change the the sheet there. Number 21 is Carl Anthony Towns. Number 22 is Kyle Lowry. Number 23 is Clint Capella. And number 24 is Kawhi Leonard. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Hit the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>